Today's episode is brought to you by Restaurant.com. With Restaurant.com, you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks. Their dining deals range from $5 to $100, and they never expire and cost you a fraction of the face value. Dinner has never been easier with Restaurant.com. Use for dine-in or takeout or delivery. Restaurant.com is now offering my listeners 50% off their next purchase by going to www.restaurant.com slash podcast. That's restaurant. That's www.restaurant.com slash podcast for 50% off your next purchase. Restaurant.com is the best deal on every single meal. Welcome to another episode of the Back Row Redskins Show. Now, I know we lost this week versus uh, the Browns, but there's a few positives to take away from this game. But I'm just going to just kind of give you guys an outline of how this game went. So the first uh, possession or the first drive of the game, um, we went 42 yards and we punted the ball. Um, What I did like. Um, out of the first drive was, you know, we moved the ball fairly well. Haskins was hitting Logan Thomas and uh, hitting guys like Isaiah Wright, who I liked a lot. But it seemed like we went away from Isaiah Wright as the game went along, uh, which was not cool. Um, then after we had our chance at scoring, um, <laughs> we didn't score. And then we give the Browns the ball and we played defense both on the Browns first possession and the Browns second possession. So, you know, we defend the Browns and we get the ball. And in this first drive, um, well, our first scoring drive, um, we had uh, Gibson run for three yards. Then we had Gandy Golden uh, run. I mean, it was a beautiful design play. Uh, It was like an end around. And Gandy Golden was able to gain 22 yards. That was creative. That was awesome. That was beautiful. Then we had Haskins hit Terry McLaurin for a short uh, um uh, pass, but then he took it 22 yards, 20, 21 yards. And what I like about Terry McLaurin this year is that he's one of the tops in the league for um, gaining um, yards after the catch. So, I mean, that's just awesome. Terry McLaurin is just a superstar in the making. And I just hope that Dwayne Haskins is able to get him the ball, you know, even more. So we continue. Um, Dwayne Haskins hit um, Isaiah Wright once again for six yards. Uh, Just brilliant play. And then uh, McLaurin, you know, for three yards. Then um, at this point, it's uh, first and 10 at the Cleveland 17. And I'm like, you know what? We got to score. And honestly, I didn't think we were going to score a touchdown, even though that we did. Uh, And Haskins was able to hit Dontrell Inman. Uh, for uh, 17 yards. It was a it was a zip. It was a zip pass. It was a nice pass. And this is the first time that we've taken the lead all season. You know, gaining a 7-0 lead was uh, was great. It was much needed. Um, you know, the Browns come back. They uh, they score a field goal. So 7-3. Then we're driving. 
And then uh, Haskins throws an interception. Haskins had three interceptions this game, and he was just staring down his defenders. You know, he says that he doesn't stare down defenders, um, but obviously on two out of the three, I can say that he stared down the, the defenders. And there was a video that was going viral on social media about, um, what's his name, Thomas David Sr., telling Dwayne Haskins, hey, you know, on this particular play, you were staring down the staring down the um, wide receiver and, you know, it would have been intercepted. And, you know, Dwayne Haskins was like, you know, he was kind of getting defensive, but you would think that Dwayne Haskins is a guy that likes to learn. We see him on certain clips wanting to learn and then certain clips he's not really wanting to learn. So after that interception, uh, Cleveland gets the ball and then, you know, they come down on a short field and score a touchdown. Then it's 10 to 7. At this point, I'm still thinking, you know what, we got a chance because I don't really too much believe in Cleveland. Neither neither do I believe in um in Baker Mayfield. So they punt the ball. Um, we punt the ball. Uh, and then once they punt the ball, we get the ball back and we throw an interception, man, after three plays. <laughs> I mean, I just couldn't believe it. And then um, on top of that, uh, Cleveland scores another touchdown. You know, so now it's 17-7. And all I can think of, you know what, another big lead. Heading into the you know the second half, I mean seventeen to seven, I mean to us is a big lead because our offense have not played well at all. Um, then uh, we get the ball back, and then guess what we do? We fumble the ball. Um, <laughs> you know Haskins fumbles fumbles the ball. Um, I don't know who to blame on this play. Um, sorry, Haskins does not fumble the ball. It's Gibson. So he gives it to Gibson. Gibson is running down. Then he fumbles the ball. But, you know, it's the end of the second quarter. So it really didn't even matter. But it still it still sucks when you fumble. When you fumble, you fumble. You know, it's not it's just, it's just not a good look. Then, um, you know, the second half starts. We punt the ball. They punt the ball. Then we drive for a touchdown. So the first play of the game of this uh, drive, we hit Terry McLaurin for 15 yards. I'm loving it. Then Dwayne Haskins, you know, throws the ball to Gandy Golden for 14 yards, you know, but this play was, you know, reversed. Um, they challenged it. It was not a completion, so they reversed it. Uh, so now it's uh, second and 10. Uh, Haskins throws to Gibson for four yards, third and six. Haskins throws to McKissick uh, for 26 yards. You know, that was a beautiful play, beautiful, beautiful play. And then we get down to Cleveland's four. It's first and goal. And then, um, you know, Antonio Gibson is able to get a two-yard run. One thing I can say about Antonio Gibson is that, you know, he's coming along. Um, he scored in his second consecutive game. But I would love to see Antonio Gibson get more carries, you know. Uh, so, um, Cleveland gets the ball back, and then they punt the ball. We get the ball back, and then now we drive for another score. Um, you know, first play of this drive, McKissick gets a seven-yard um, uh, run. And then Haskins throws a short uh, six-yard pass to Isaiah Wright. Like I said, I loved Isaiah Wright this game. And then Isaiah Wright ran the ball for six yards. So it's like they're getting him involved. But I love it. I mean, he's going to be the number two wide receiver on his team as is right now. Um, yes, Inman, Inman played well, but I really like I, uh, Isaiah Wright. Uh, Gibson ran for six yards. Uh, Gibson ran again for 13 yards. So Gibson is really touching the ball. He's doing his thing. Gets another three yards right here. And then Haskins incomplete 
to Terry McLaurin. Then Haskins short pass again to um, Logan Thomas for five yards. Hits Logan Thomas again for four yards. Then Haskins fumbles the ball, but we're able to recover. Is our second and goal. Uh, Haskins uh, incomplete to McLaurin on that second and goal. I believe that was a play where literally um, McLaurin was wide open and Haskins just missed him there. That just didn't make any sense to me. And then Haskins throws another good pass to Dontrell Inman, and we score. Uh, and we go up. We go up 20, 20 to 17. I'm thinking, you know what? We got this game. I mean, this is awesome. We're doing great. But then Cleveland comes down and scores. And then it's uh, 24 to 20. Um, then we throw an interception. Cleveland comes back and scores again. Then we fumble. <laughs> then it's a field goal. And then, I mean, it's the end of the game. People criticize Ron Rivera for not using the timeouts. Um, I mean, it's neither here nor there. I just felt like the game was out of hand. Uh, by that time, we already lost anyway, so it really didn't even matter. I guess he was protecting his team from injuries, knowing that they probably had no chance to win at that point, even though he had all his timeouts. Um, some of the things that I liked about this game, like I said, Antonio Gibson ran the ball well, um, 5.4 per carry. That's pretty good. Uh, Gandy Golden had that end around. I like that. I like, you know, using him in a creative manner. Uh, Dwayne Haskins had a terrible game, uh, two touchdowns, three interceptions, and he had a fumble. Terry McLaurin uh, started the game out pretty hot. Uh, four four receptions for eighty three yards. You got he you gotta get Terry McLaurin more than four intercept. I mean four receptions. Four receptions is nothing. You gotta get him more receptions. Dontrell Inman had a, a a good game, three catches for thirty eight yards, but he did catch two big touchdowns. McKissick three for thirty seven. <clears throat> Logan Thomas who. Has been okay. I mean, he gets a lot of targets, but he doesn't catch a lot of balls. Four for 31. He's not as athletic as we thought he was going to be. He is a big target. He is a big target, and it would be nice to see him used <clears throat> more in the red zone. Isaiah Wright was nice. Uh, four for 24. You know, lots of short short passes and screen passes. You got to get him more involved in the game. I really like Isaiah Thomas. I mean, Isaiah, I said Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Wright. Um, Steven Sims was not targeted in uh, offense. I mean, he was out there, but he wasn't targeted. You know, it just seems like Steven Sims is just not who he was. I mean, he's still on special teams, so maybe they use him just more as a special teams guy. And, you know, Isaiah Wright, I see Isaiah Wright coming in and taking his job, honestly. He is 6'2". He is bigger. He is, you know, he's not as fast, um, but he is pretty quick. He is pretty quick. Um, it's debatable who's faster between the two. Uh, on defense, Jonathan Allen and Bostic led the team in tackles with nine apiece. Um, Jonathan Allen also had a sack. <clears throat> uh, Montez Sweat was able to get 2.5 tackles for a loss. Um, people said that this is one of his best games of his career. He had a sack as well, and he was just after Baker, just Putting a lot of pressure on Baker. Um, Kerrigan didn't really have a good game. He had three tackles and a half a tackle for loss. Um, we only had two sacks this game. Obviously, we lost Chase Young during the game uh, with a groin injury. There has not been a report yet on how long Chase Young is going to be out. Um, also, we lost uh, Matt Iadonis. Um, big, big loss. Um, he's one of the best defensive linemen that we have on the team. Is arguably he, He's arguably maybe the second best defensive line on the team. Um, that's just my opinion. 
and um, we lost him uh, to an injury for the entire year. So uh, get well, Matt. Uh, we need you. Um, you are one of the leaders of this team. Um, I mean, Matt just brings so much energy and, you know, coming in for either Allen or Payne. I mean, those snaps, you can't take those for granted. Uh, Matt is a great, great player. And, um, you know, it's just it's it's sad to to uh, lose him. I mean, this year with the lack of preseason and other factors, there's been a lot of guys getting hurt. So let's look at what the Browns did. The Browns pretty much just lived off of our mistakes. Baker Mayfield only passed the ball uh, 23 times, 50, 156 uh, yards passing, two touchdowns. Uh, he had a QBR of 74.1. He was sacked two times, lost 14 yards. And um, <clears throat> also, um, the Browns ran the ball very well. Chubb had 19 carries for 108 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, we could not tackle this guy. Uh, Kareem Hunt, he didn't fare as well. He had 16 carries for 46 yards, no touchdown on the ground. OBJ had um, 59 yards, four catches. We did, I guess we did a decent job on OBJ, I guess. But they had a short field the whole day, and then they ran the ball. Um, they didn't want to put the ball in Baker's hands for mistakes. Kareem Hunt did catch a pass from Baker. And then Hunter Bryant, uh, or is it Harrison Bryant? He was a, a tight end, Harrison Bryant. He was a tight end that many fans wanted um, in the draft uh, from um, FAU. Um, he's a you know, very, very good tight end, young tight end. So he was able to score. And that was kind of deflating, seeing somebody that you wanted your team to draft. And, you know, you have Logan Thomas and, you know, Ball and some of these other guys as your tight end. So uh, it was kind of deflating. Um, defensively, I would say the Browns played as good great or as good as they could uh miles garrett was had he was just unstoppable man he had two sacks tackle for loss and i think a, a, a um a forced fumble as well uh the guy's just a beast man he's just one of the best in the league and that's that's a guy that chase young is gonna be he's gonna be better than miles garrett you know he's just that kind of guy uh you know these generational talents come in and they just put their imprint on on the team so the browns just beat us on all facets of the game uh, three interceptions, and then that one interception by uh, Carl Joseph, he ran 49 yards, and Morgan Moses was able to get back into the game and make him fumble, but when he did fumble, it's like, you know what, <laughs> it's up to your rookie to jump on it, and he just wasn't aware, so I, I think these are some of the drills that the team have to work on, they have to work on different situations, because the way that the offense is looking, there's going to be times when you fumble the ball, or there's been times when you know, the offense that fumbled the ball and then people are slow to jump on the ball. You got to do these drills. These are things that can happen in the game. So they got to sure that up. Yeah, but Cleveland Browns, I mean, they didn't do anything too fancy, too special. They just kind of just, you know, capitalized on our mistakes and we're, we're able to score. I still think that Baker Mayfield is not a very good quarterback, but they covered a lot of his flaws and a lot of his um, tendencies this game. Like He only threw the ball 23 times. And yes, there, there were times when, you know, we could have got an interception. I mean, Troy Ackby dropped one. You know, it's, it's just nuts. You know, Ackby's play this season has not been good at all. So, I mean, we got to shore up some things um, as we approach Baltimore. The fan base is done with Dwayne Haskins. The fan base want the fan base wants to throw Dwayne Haskins into the trash. My whole thing with Dwayne Haskins is 
You have to let him play the entire year to see what you have. What is the point of bringing in Kyle Allen? So, you you know, Ron Rivera says, you know, that there's a short leash or there's a, you know, not a short leash, but there's going to be a, a cutoff time with Haskins, meaning that he's going to give him ample time to play better. And if he doesn't play better, he'll be forced to change him. And that's what a coach is supposed to say. But we all know that this year was a rebuilding year. We all know that this is a year to develop these players. And if you give Haskins no tight end, you give him a young running game where you should have kept you I mean you should have kept Adrian Peterson. Because for example, if you're up twenty to seventeen, this is a game that Adrian Peterson could have grinded it out for you. But you don't have Adrian Peterson. You have all these young guys. McKissick is okay. Gibson is still learning the running back um you know, the running back um, position. So, I mean, it's so much that could have been done in the offseason if this was a team that was put together to compete. I don't, I honestly do not believe that this team was put together to be able to compete because if it was, you'll have a better receiver coming in besides Dontrell Emmons. You know, you would have made a move to bring in more weapons. I mean, the position is just so young and so inexperienced. Outside of Terry McLaurin, who plays like a veteran, everything else is just kind of like either lack of heart or lack of talent. You know, and it just is what it is. It just is what it is. So you can't tell me that, oh, we're trying to win games or we're trying to do this and do that when the team wasn't set up that way. It was supposed to be a year of growth. No, I get it. If you teaching Haskins certain things during practice sessions and he keeps making the same mistakes, you got to do what you got to do. But at the same time, the minute that you bench him, his time in D.C. is done. So just know that, period. The minute you bench Dwayne Haskins, he's done in D.C. Okay, so um, I'm just like, you know what? Give him the year, assess him, give him ample amounts of starts. That way you can say, hey, I gave this guy a full season to start. 16 games and he didn't show any signs of um, a franchise quarterback or a guy that can be the guy for a few years until we find a franchise quarterback. Because I'm telling you this, if Washington is in a position to draft a quarterback, that is not out the question. Ron Rivera, we all know we all knew that a coach coming in, they deserve the right to get the quarterback that they want to build around. Okay, sometimes a coach comes in and it works perfectly well with the quarterback. Sometimes a coach comes in and it doesn't work. Look at Gruden in Oakland. There's been some things back and forth with him and Derek Carr. So you just never know sometimes. I hope it works out for Haskins. I hope he's the franchise guy. I'm pulling for him. But at the same time, I'm all about winning. I want to win. So my whole thing is give Dwayne Haskins the rest of the year. He has 13 games left to prove if he's an NFL quarterback or not, if he's the Washington football team's quarterback or not. So give him that that first 16 games of the season to see what he has. Now, I understand that that the division is bad and we're still first place. We're one and two and we can possibly make it to the playoffs with seven wins. I understand all that. So let's say that we do make the playoffs. Were the young guys able to get enough reps and playing time to be assessed properly? Because with this free agency that's coming up in the draft, there's so much that the Washington football team can do. Then it's like, okay, you've lost uh, Brandon Sheriff for some time now. You know, he, I mean, he's always hurt, okay? And he's missed a lot of time. But do you pay him? Do you make him the highest paid guard? That's what he's going to want. Is 
is Brandon Sheriff worth the highest paid money as a guard? So for you guys that are listening, hey, tweet me, inbox me, DM me. Let me know something. Let me know something. I'm, I'm really interested in you guys' opinion. Um, so, so back to Dwayne Haskins, man. Fans are just pissed. Uh, they're mad at him, but this loss was not solely on Dwayne Haskins. Let's look at Scott Turner. Scott Turner, what what is he doing? What is Scott Turner doing? You have Isaiah Wright. You're not giving him enough targets. You're just kind of getting him acclimated. Okay, I get that. But you got to get the ball in his hands. Isaiah Wright is one of the best playmakers so far already. And we've seen just little, little signs of that. Okay. You look at Terry McLaurin. He had a good game last week. He had a good game this past week. But four receptions for a guy of Terry McLaurin's caliber is just a shame. It's a shame. It should never happen. So why is it that they can't get the ball in his hands more? Why not run some of those end arounds that you did with uh, Gandy Golden or even Isaiah Wright? Maybe if you run some of those plays, it might even open up the, the field even more. Dwayne Haskins, is he, is he going through his progressions? Is he, you know, is he looking at one person and then doesn't look to the second or the third option? There were plays that Gibson was open. You know, had he looked... Over the field, besides just not looking one way, had he looked one, two, three, he would have seen in the progression uh, of the play that, you know, Gibson was open. Now, we drafted Antonio Gibson to be a guy that's Kamara-like or McCaffrey-like, but you're not passing him the ball. Is it that Dwayne Haskins cannot make those throws? Is it that Scott Turner is not scheming these plays right? I mean, just what is going on? What is going on? That's all I want to know. You keep painting Barber over Adrian Peterson, and people are telling me, oh, Adrian Peterson will not be happy with 10 carries or 12 carries. Did y'all talk to Adrian Peterson to see how he felt about this? Maybe they had a conversation. Maybe they had a conversation before they cut him. I don't know. But I felt that in a game where we're up, that's when Adrian Peterson does his thing. Adrian Peterson is one of those special backs that can do something without a line. I mean, we haven't had a line since since he's been here. I mean, besides that first year when uh, Trent Trent Williams was healthy or semi healthy or semi played or whatever it was. Other than that, we just haven't we haven't had a line. We've not had a line that's consistent and that's you know that can play. So, but I mean, it just is what it is. And then you let go of um, Eric Flowers. He wanted $10 million a year. So you're telling me that he wasn't worth $10 million a year after you groomed him into becoming a good player, a solid player? He would have been perfect for $10 million a year. But the team did not see that it was worth it. So already you weren't putting Haskins in the best position possible because Eric Flowers was a monster last year. I mean, he was really, really good. And that's a guy that you could have – Signed, I think the ten million was was okay because of uh you know they said they wanted to give him eight million and he he had ten so he, for two million dollars more you didn't want to secure a good left guard that can protect your quarterback. Wes Martin hasn't been it, you know. Jerron Christian has not been it. People said he had a solid game. Blah blah. Okay, whatever. You know, Sadiq Charles is not ready. So it's lots of question marks and lots of holes all over for this team and. This is going to be interesting to see what we do. 
Now that we are in contention to win the NFC least, now you see Rivera wanting to play better and win and win some games and you know he's doing everything he can now to win the division, but before his mindset wasn't about winning. It was about a year of growth, a year of developing. He's not going to chase the chase the cheap wins and blah blah. Now he wants to chase he wants to chase the cheap wins because it'll look good on his resume if he's able to get this team into the playoffs in his first year of coaching, regardless of the record. So it'll be interesting to see what Ron does uh, next week. We have the Baltimore Ravens coming into town, and they're pissed off. You know, um, Lamar Jackson did not look good. He did not look good on Monday night. You know, the Kansas City Chiefs defense is not that great. But Chris Jones did have an impact, you know, and we have defensive tackles that can be a a Chris Jones. I'm not saying that that, that they are a Chris Jones now, but I mean, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Allen, it's time to step up. You're a captain. You're a leader. It's time to put up or shut up. I don't want to hear talking. I don't want to hear this or that. Produce. Pain, it's time to produce. No Chase Young, this is opportunities for you guys to step up and say, hey, we are equally as good as Chase or we are on that level because you can't just depend on Chase to pick up double teams so that you guys can produce. So Jonathan Allen had a good, great game this past game. He needs to have another good, great game or good game. So I'm really looking at this defensive line. Um, we brought in Nate Nate Orchard uh, from the practice squad. Um, so, I mean, are we going to sign some pieces on the offensive end? Because if Ron Rivera wants to win now or wants to win, Delaney Walker's out there. You know, uh, we've seen Hakeem Butler, a guy that I wanted us to sign. He's been signed by the Philadelphia Eagles, and they're turning him into a tight end. So these are things that we could have done. And it just seemed like we were not really chasing wins, regardless of what the coach is saying, uh, regardless of what the players are saying. I mean, the roster was not built to win now. But now we're we have a chance in the NFC least. So some things probably going to change. Baltimore has a heck of a defense and it can get really, really ugly if Dwayne Haskins is staring people down. Marcus Peters is a is the kind of guy that, you know, he he'll bait you. He'll bait you. You know, you might be able to, you know, hit some moves on him and, you know, get him a few times. But, hey, he he's a guy that can get some interceptions and then take it back to the house. So Dwayne Haskins is going to have to play very careful. He's going to have to play very confidently. But at the same time, you, you can't play scared. You can't play scared because it's the Baltimore, it's the Baltimore Ravens. It's going to be a tough game. I mean, I'm going to get back on and do a little preview about that matchup. But I uh, just kind of wanted to get on here, man, and uh, give you guys my thoughts on the game, uh, my reaction on um, the, like the few topics that have been brought up, which is Dwayne Haskins. Um, is it time to bench him? You know, so I've given my spill on that. Uh, Scott Turner, he's got to step it up, man. Scott Turner's not getting any blame for what's happening with this offense. He's going to have to step it up. The O-line coach, got to step it up because the last O-line coach that was here actually did a very, very good job with a poor O-line, okay? So I was I had a conversation with my uncle. We were talking about Dwayne Haskins, and I was telling him, look, He's so ready to move on from Dwayne Haskins, but at the same time, the offense is worse. 
than it was last year. Last year, we had some tight ends. They got hurt, but it seemed like the tight end play last year was decent, especially in the blocking game. This year, I'll probably say the tight end play is either worse or about the same. Okay, they talked about Sprinkle and his drops. Well, Logan Thomas and his drops. What's up with that? Then you talk about the offensive line. You bring in Jerron Christian, who, you know, he's trying. He's trying. I'll give him I'll give him credit. He is trying. He is trying to get better. So you have Jerron Christian, and then you have Wes Martin. A lot of people were excited for Wes Martin, you know, and now he's not playing as well, and the fans are turning on him. So Wes Martin and um, and Jerron Christian, those are downgrades on the offensive line. Then you have Sheriff, you know, he's in, he's out. But then you look at the depth behind Sheriff. Uh, Wes Swisher had, had him a game. He had a very, very good game. So maybe he's a guy that you might want to start at left guard moving forward. Because if Sheriff is back and healthy, you might want to move Swisher over there. And then, you know, maybe at at some point, since Sadiq Charles takes over that left tackle position. See, with all these things that are going to improve, I still want to see Haskins under center. I don't want it to be where we get Kyle Allen and all of a sudden we get a guy like Antonio Brown or we get a guy like Delaney Walker. And then I'm like, well, why didn't you guys give these same weapons or these same improvements to Haskins? So all I'm saying is assess Haskins properly before we move on. Okay. If we move on, we move on. Um, also, you look at the running game. The running game is a major downgrade from where it was last year. I love Antonio Gibson, but my only thing with Antonio Gibson is that he's still learning how to be a running back, and it's up to Scott Turner and the coaching staff to get him, you know, whatever he needs, whether it's reps, whether it's more film more opportunities, more touches, whatever it is. You got to put Gibson in a position to win. He's a special talent. But at the same time, you got to put him in a position to win. So all around, the offense has just been not an improvement. I mean, you still have Terry. Thank God for Terry. But Terry can't do it all. When he's double team, triple team, I mean, you give him a, a short little pass, he'll take it 20 yards, 30 yards. So he's doing the best that he can. You know, and even with his speed, when he does go deep, the quarterback is not able to hit him. So it's like a lot of work that needs to be done on that offensive side of the ball. And um, like I said, you cannot blame everything on Haskins. Some of the blame go, some of the blame goes to the head coach and the offensive coordinator. So let's see what happens. Um, you know, it's over with. Uh, we took an L. We couldn't run the ball to sustain the lead. And we turned over the ball and um, it, we literally threw away the game. Um, so that's that. It's on to Baltimore. Um, I did see some things that Kansas City did in the game that Washington can definitely do. But at the same time, if the offense doesn't score, it doesn't matter how good or great your defense is. You're going to have to sustain some drives, score some points, and give the defense a time to to rest. If the defense is out on the field every single you know play here and there, I mean... Eventually, they're going to get tired and start giving up big plays. So thank you guys for listening. Um, appreciate you guys uh, share this podcast. I would be grateful if you guys can give me a a rate and review on Apple. I was I would just kindly appreciate that. So, guys, that's the episode. Uh, stay tuned for a preview between the Baltimore Ravens and the Washington football team for week four. Y'all be blessed.